Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. Hi again, everyone. I am Darren Javag, host of Clean Break, the podcast, and I am here today with my spectacular co-host, Tina Murray. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> all right. We're going to have a great show today. I'm so excited, Tina. Tell me about who's with us yeah. today. So we have another repeat customer here today, uh, Jim Jeffcott. He is a lawyer with Low Moot. I can't even say it. You could Low Murchison Radnoff LLP. And you are a you specialize in collaborative law. So I do. I'm, so I'm a partner at the law firm. Yep. Uh, I do family law. I do some other things as well, but mostly family. But in particular, I focus on non-adversarial kinds of family resu- resolution. So. Collaborative is one of those, and so, yeah, I, I do a lot of that. So basically, in a nutshell, collaborative law is let's not butt heads all the time. Let's actually work together so lawyers work together. The distinction is that it's non-adversarial, it's principled, it is interest-based. So we're not trying to win or lose. We're trying to find resolutions that work. So we're doing that in a voluntary way. We're doing that in a collaborative way. Collaborative. Different than mediation. No question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always nice to hear lawyers say, let's get along. <laughs> you know what? In the family context, you know, this is one of the things that gave rise to this type of work, is lawyers were feeling very uh, unsatisfied mm-hmm. right, with the court system. It didn't, doesn't work well in the family context. It's important when you need it, but forcing people into it is not great because you know it's really hard on relationships mm-hmm. you know the the the, the win lose thing mm-hmm. is really not conducive to helping people solve their long term issues right these things don't end stop you know start or stop at an order after mm-hmm. a hearing right like, i think that's one know. of the challenges with the law right like when you think about the law it's typically you think adversarial Yes. Right, well, there's a winner, there's a loser, and that's, that's how it's designed. That's right? the design. That's mm-hmm. the design. So that's in fact, we talk about the paradigm shift in collaborative because we're actually moving away from what we were trained to do, right? Which is to operate within an adversarial system of win lose. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we actually have to retrain ourselves to do it differently. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I've always been impressed with collaborative practice. Like I thought it's it's a, it's a phenomenal way to, to help amicably try to resolve conflict. It, Obviously both parties have to be on board. Indeed. But they don't have to be in agreement. They just have to be prepared to work within this process. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is what so when I say that when I talk to people I say, look, it's not that you have to be coming in saying, Hey, we agree on things, so let's you know, work out the details. That's not the story. We can be very conflictual in terms of mm. our wishes and our and our desires and our and our needs and our you know hopes and all that kind of stuff. But it's the it's the process we agree to. It's the idea that we're going to sort this out. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to look at the things that need to be de- addressed, and we're going to address them, and we're going to have the proper professionals addressing the things that the proper professionals should be dealing with. So the family relations professional is going to manage the emotional stuff. Is going to do the parenting. Right, and the lawyers are going to do the legal stuff, and the financial professionals are going to do the financial stuff. Which, and it, that's what if it, it makes it more efficient. Right. Right. It makes it more cost effective. Not that it's inexpensive. Sometimes it's expensive. Sure. But it's cost effective because we're getting the right people doing the right things. Right. Mm-hmm. 
right? Yeah, right. What, well, like what is the, I, I mean, is there sort of, you know, a process as far as time goes that generally it follows through in collaborative law or it, it still could be a long time? It's so hard to predict that. But I, what I generally say is, look, if we're going to be doing this, if you're well organized, you know, if you get your stuff to us and it's in, you know, in a reasonable uh, fashion so that we can, you know, deal with it easily, right? So you're, you'll have a level of organization. Uh, if you're not too conflictual and if you're not too complicated, then we can do this relatively quickly. Sometimes we can do it in one or two meetings. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, so you're looking at spending, for me, you know, less than five grand. Mm. Right? Wow. But it can get, you know, if it's complicated or if you're really disorganized, it's going to be longer. That's true in any process. You know, sure. when we talked about the cost of the process back... Yeah months ago, right? That's exactly what we were saying. It doesn't matter what the process is as much as what's at issue and how much conflict is there, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're fighting about every single thing... Mm-hmm. It's going to take right? longer. It's going to cost more. Exactly. What's yeah. one of the things you've said? People arguing over a teacup or something like that and you spend, you know, 10 times the value or 100 times the value of the product you're arguing over. Really, yeah. is that what you're arguing over? Well, of course not. No. You know, but here, so, you know, good example, right? I'm just dealing with this file that was um, dealt with through mediation. They had 11 mediation sessions. Wow. The last mediation session was nine hours. Oh, my God. Nine hours. (laughs) Wow. So, you know, and 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 we have been going over the agreement that rose out of that. We have had at... With my client, I've had at least three one-hour-long conversations, and with the other counsel, about half of that, in just, you know, the changes, right? And so that's that's a situation of people who are very conflictual, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about, well, life-shattering kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about, you know, when you travel, you know, do you have to, you know, how quickly do you tell the other partner if one of the children gets sick? That's... Wow. The kind of thing we're arguing about. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, like, like, you know, he didn't call me soon enough after the kid hit his head. Uh, you know, like that kind of. I think that's a that's a big thing, right? Because I, I once had a client and we were going through it and we were doing the, the family, the division of family assets. And, and she was adamant that she wanted this red car, red Mustang. Yeah. And, and, and so the car was worth $20,000. She literally spent almost $25,000 in legal fees on both sides to get the car, right? And I said to her, and then when she got it, what did she do? She sold it. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. only reason she wanted it was so to, he liked he, it. it was his car and she <laughs> wanted it. And, and so I know when you mentioned that, Tina, is I usually say to people, don't spend $10,000 on the cutlery if it's only worth 1000 mm-hmm. right? You, you really, it, it's an emotional thing, right? Mm-hmm. But Jim, you know, there's one thing I really like about collaborative practices that there's skin in the game from all sides yes indeed right yeah, so well, tell people a little bit about that because i think they, it's important thanks yeah no thanks for that question so, yeah so the buy-in is that the lawyers and the other professionals agree that they're not going to be able to act if the process fail, fails right we you know we can't i can't be adversarial in the mm. future with this person we have a withdrawal clause in the contract that says that if you know if this process doesn't work i'm out yeah. You can't re- you, and, represent. And not only am I out, but yeah. so is the other lawyer. Yes. Out. So, so then out of the they process. have to start 
all well, over exactly. again yes. with new fees, yeah, the exactly. whole process yeah, exactly. again. Yeah, yeah. And that's the disincentive, of course. Right. You know, when you're down to those, you know, brass tacks and someone's like, ah, I'm leaving. It's like, just a second. <laughs> you may want to think about <laughs> Your 99% there is the 1% really going to push you over the edge, right? Like, we can get this. Yeah. 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 So, so I like that. Because yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah, got... Yeah. See, and that's one thing that I hear from clients sometimes, and I mean, it's no, it's no slight on, on the legal profession, but they, a lot of people think that, you know, lawyers are just in it for the billable hours, mm-hmm. the money. The, now, we all have to pay the bills, mm-hmm. right? And I think the majority of legal professionals are in it to do the right thing for their clients mm-hmm. and, and to make a living, right? Mm-hmm. What I like about collaborative practice is it incentivizes everyone to get along and get through the process yeah, to the end. Right. because you can't you can't eat your have your cake and eat it too yes. right. you don't get to go into this practice make the money and then say oh i'm out okay well now i'm going to defend you or, or represent you yeah, in, in the adversarial process right exactly 100%, 100%. right 100%. interesting yeah very good wow. so you know so you know and i want to talk about the collaborative process in the context of the, what we were going to talk about today in the you know and around the idea of cohabitation agreements or marriage contracts. Right. We had a guest, Tina, you, we had a guest on recently that had a, um, a marriage contract, I believe it was, mm-hmm. or it was a yeah. marital contract. And uh, remember... Oh, the prenup. The prenup, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, it fell apart and it cost uh, oh. all kinds of money to and deal with it. And stress and when you thought, they thought they had a pretty, oh. she thought she had an ironclad. In fact, I, I was helping her um, and she was saying... Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. We just have to... And then all of a sudden, she's like, nope, this went to hell in a handbasket, yeah. Tina. And mm-hmm. I uh, I listened to that with interest. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sitting you did. Here, quite honestly, and I'm sitting there and I'm shaking my head as I'm listening because I'm thinking to myself, okay, we could have done this a little differently. Right. Mm-hmm. We could have avoided these problems. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that, Jim. Nice <laughs> segue. What could we have done differently? <laughs> so the most important thing is, and I get this all the time, is people coming and saying, "Can you do this for us yourself? Can you know? Can can we both come to you, right?" And here's the fact: it just isn't a good idea. You know, as much as people are trying to save money, right? It's pay me now or pay me later, mm-hmm. right? And pay me later is much, much more, right? 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 In my experience, right? Right? Like I, we, I have gone through. You know, I litigated argument about the validity of an agreement and literally spent tens and thousands of dollars and it's it's an all or nothing exercise you're either right or you're wrong and you know and so like tens of thousands of dollars seriously like into the high tens oh my word fighting about whether or not the agreement is valid right wow and if it's not then you basically, you've yeah, argued these thousands of dollars to say it's not valid, and now let's start fresh let's do another one. to it. figure yeah. it out. Yeah. You got it. So you, you just it. negated everything you were trying to yes. avoid, yes. right? Because it's yes. like, yeah. So look, and so there, there is this attitude out there that marriage contracts are precursors to separation agreements, right? Right. And, 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 right. and the reason I think for that is because of the way we tend to do them, where it really just creates conflict, mm. Right. And the problem is that the conversation happens after things get started as opposed to before, mm. right? So first things first, I would say have a conversation in a structured way, formal, in a collaborative context, 
preferably from my perspective, right? Because then you have the whole protection of the withdrawal agreement, right? The withdrawal provision. Start the conversation, have it together, decide on your terms, draft based on those terms, then there's no surprises. This, what, what, I, what I find typically happens is somebody will come in, I don't know, let's say you're the business owner, you go into your lawyer and you say, okay, I need to protect the business, so please draft up the agreement, make sure it says this, 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 and send it to her, right? So the right? lawyer does this that. This is before they're married. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so the lawyer does that, and the spouse thinking, well, of course I don't want to argue about your business, of course you keep your business, sees the 12-page document, you know, that has all the provisions, that, you know, protect them 12 ways from Sunday, right, and goes, what the heck is that? What are you doing? Like, what do you, how, why? Do I need a lawyer now <laughs> to well, look through this? And the answer is yes. Okay, yes, yeah, 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 right. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, like, if you would have that conversation and if you had said, okay, oh, here yeah. are my interests, right, I'm trying to protect my business, I don't want, you know, I, my partners don't want you as their partner, right, then we have a conversation, then we draft the agreement, Based on what we talked about, we said, here are the options, right? We go through the same process. We go through, we, we information gather, right? We look at options, we negotiate, and we draft, right? So wait, are, are you saying to, that, that, are you saying to use collaborative practice at the beginning, the onset, prior 100%. to marriage? For and, those prenups. For prenups. Like basically a collaborative oh, wow. lawyer for the prenups. 100%. Oh man, that's just like a light bulb that just went off. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, you're negotiating it. Rather than than, than forcing it imposed yes. exactly oh, like, that's hello. Really good. and then mm -hmm. and then you can also say, hey, what about when we do this or what about when we do that? So okay, but like I can, oh. you know, so. think of a young couple, twenty something. Uh, so I have uh, some clients in my office, um, young couple looking at a first time home buyer. He uh, has young but has significant assets. Okay, yep. um, um, inheritances. Okay, yeah. And so, yeah, those are those are important, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. now looking to buy a house together. Mm -hmm. He's putting a significant down payment, like big mistake. Yes, commingling. So, <laughs> Sorry. I, and I know that, but they're young and in love. So, yeah, yeah. like, uh, I right? It. I I pre-approve them. Do is do I like? I'm just trying to think now that I'm thinking of it. Like, should I be calling him up and going, oh, "You need to get a prenup"? Yep. Well, you you could suggest it. Yes. You could. You, but yeah, does not like, feel? I feel like I'm stirring the pot a little bit. Putting that seed of doubt is not my position to do that. Okay. Okay, but okay. So how are they going to feel if they don't? Yeah. And if they then have these problems subsequent to a separation, and he comes <laughs> back and says, "Tina, why didn't you tell me to get a cohabitation agreement?" And you say, "Well, it was my place." Well, you guys look like you're in love. <laughs> that's the question. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> right? That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, you know, uh, that's brilliant. Uh, I, I always say to people I'm who are, Nancy, can you see? I always say to people who are coming in, especially if they have different um, wealths, if you want to call it that, yeah. at the start. Yeah. Especially if they're inheritances. Inheritances are very particularly dealt with in the family law context. Yeah. Right? There are some real niggly issues there. Yeah. Once it becomes co part of the, Yeah. Then. So. So we got to, yeah, so exactly. So got to get to have that conversation up front, have that conversation in a, in a structured way. It doesn't have to be collaborative. It could be a negotiation. Make sure you have independent legal advice. 
make sure you do your financial disclosure. Those are the keys. Those are the those are the watchwords when it comes to validity of agreements. Right? Yeah, I, I think that's and I and I get where you're going with this because you see, I think sometimes when people get to the end of the at the end of the process when they're trying to discount what happened in the past, they're they're leaning on things like you know I didn't know. Uh, or, or they're saying that I wasn't of sound mind, yeah. or I was, I was compelled, yeah. or something like that. Or, but if or I didn't realize the value of that, I didn't think, I didn't yes. know it was going to be worth, you know, three times what I thought it was. Right. right. But right. when you start at the beginning of the process and have your independent legal advice there, you can't argue any of those things. You got it. Okay, so that was kind of my question. So in that collaborative process of doing a prenup, are are you as the lawyers looking ahead to saying, okay? Like you guys are saying, because as a young person or even somebody in their 30s in love and da 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 da, they're not thinking about the what ifs. They're not thinking about the fact that maybe for 20 years the wife stayed home while the husband built the business, but you've just protected them against you, having assets. You got it. So as lawyers in that collaborative prenuptial agreement, your your our job is to look at the what ifs and and protect both parties. You got it exactly. Interesting. But, you know. It's not just that. It's that separation will occur, right? There's not a choice because separation occurs on death as well as, you know, because they make the choice voluntarily. I see. Mm -hmm. So we have to talk about that, right? And this surprises people when I say to them, you will separate. There is no question. There will be a separation. Right. The question is how, Mm -hmm. right? And so we need to figure out what happens when that occurs. And it may be that we're going to treat it differently if it's because you're still together and one dies than if you're not together, mm-hmm. right? But you but you have to deal with that, right? Yeah. And people don't get it. So. Wow. Like, honestly, like, I think we should, well, we'll have you back. We always have you back because our <laughs> conversations, I think, could go on forever, but... Um, like I wish you know we... that show. What's it called? Home Improvement, where the guys on the other side of the fence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim yeah, the Man Taylor. Yeah. yeah. So that's it's like Jim. Eh? He's like over <laughs> oh. on the other side of the fence. Whenever yeah. we need something, hey, what do you think of this, Jim? Yeah. Jim's there. Yeah. 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 Well, will you we, know, will we, collaborative practice. Will we ever see your full face? Oh wait, we did. <laughs> um, oh, but, but no, like I, I think this is. You probably had a ton of other questions that we didn't get to. I did. Yeah, I've got three more. But you know what? We'll save that to another episode. Yeah. Sure. But I really think this is a topic that, like, is we've just scratched the scratch of the surface. And I'm glad glad because Jim actually reached out to us after that show that you had. And he's like, we need to talk about this because there's a better way to handle this. And I thought, this is good because you just lit the light bulb for me. Wow, me too. Jim, Uh, uh, tell us how how the listeners can get a hold of you. Okay, so obviously through Divorce Neck. They can get me. Always like when you start with that. Fantastic. <laughs> I learn, I learn. I pick up these things, right? Uh, on my, uh, you know, so Lombard and Radnoff, uh, our website, lmrlawyers.com, uh, and also through the Collaborative uh, website, uh, we have a local Ottawa one called collaborativepracticeottawa.ca, and you can find me on there, or on the provincial site, which is oacp.co, the Ontario Association of Collaborative Professionals. I am on that site. I happen to be the president of that organization at the moment. Mm-hmm. So you can find me through all those. Lots awesome. of irons in the fire. Yeah. And your uh, your office is uh, in uh, downtown Ottawa, or n- near West near the core of Ottawa, yep. right? Currently okay. at the Queensway. Excellent. So is it, you're, worth, you're worth the drive. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming from out of town. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Good. Good. Excellent. Thank yeah. you. Good. 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 Thank Great. you so much. Yeah, yeah, no problem. 
You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. Divorcenet.ca, clear and simple divorce advice from trusted local professionals.